0: And you have to do so much stuff, you know. Okay, okay, everybody, welcome back to Free Me TV. And what we're going to do today is get into toxic relationships. I know a lot of people have been asking me about these things. I see on Facebook it's a critical, critical issue, and uh, that's going to be today's today's topic. Um, we have Petya, Ms. Petya James, um, and she's going to be joining the discussion, so we're going to have a, a really great, great discussion. Before we get into that, I do want to thank all my subscribers um, for sticking with me. I've been making some errors, this and that, but everybody knows by now the character you're dealing with, so... We'll get into that in this episode here this is this is an episode I've been waiting to have for myself um and and many of my subscribers so uh many blessings um and much love going down to miami um all the families going through what they're going through down there it's i have family down there um much love to miami many blessings man so it's, it's a horrible thing so uh Without further ado, we are going to pull in Miss Petya. Okay, Miss Petya, how are you? No, absolutely, and I'm glad to have you on. Um, it's been a, it's been a topic of of many many things here recently, um, especially with everything that we're going through, everything that we've went through. Uh, I I I, w- I would like to start with you, just who you are, um, quickly who you are, and how you came into um the topic, you know, your, your genre of toxic relationships
1: yeah definitely so I mean toxic relationships are everywhere so um, I'll give you a little background about where how I got here and sort of what informs my perspective because that's always uh, good to know so um, I've been a therapist for uh, almost 15 years Um, And I've done some body work, but I'm also a psychotherapist. And so um, over the years, I found that there was a bit of a gap in the way that we were working with humans and especially in that body and mind field. So the gap was that you either go for like a pain to resolve a pain in the body or you go seeking therapy to talk to someone. And I found that... Um, they were kept very separate. So I'm here in Canada, and here where we are, people either go to you know, body work or they go to therapy. And I'm trained in both, and I found that there was a gap. It wasn't addressing really how trauma is held in the body and what it's doing and how it's presenting. And moving fast forward a little bit, based on my own lived experience and what i know and how i've experienced life as well and learning from that um i started to see that you know what we have to address things through the body but also addressing what that event or those events or those experiences that we've had and what they have informed they have to be addressed without just talking about it cuz then you're just repeating a cycle and so um, today, I, I coach I coach women and, and men, families as well, um, on that conscious communication, like how can we actually connect and have a conversation that is healing, you know, especially in relationships. And I say that, but with all that said, communication kind of comes last. So we get to really experience ourselves understand ourselves and then we can communicate what we need to say and I find in relationships when you know the thing that we call toxic is when we're unable to meet each other so both people are kind of reenacting from a triggered trauma response place and without the tools and without those skills we just reenact the same loop of something that doesn't serve that's not working um so so yeah that's me i mean i obviously can talk about this for days so um we can get into some more specific conversation here but yeah that's kind of what's informing things and really what drives me to do this work uh with humans especially now we are in need of healing the human species needs to heal you know it's time what we've lived through over the in the like, you know, past year to two years, even even before the whole thing you know happened with the virus, like things have been coming up to the surface, and now on so many different levels and so many different systems, we can't ignore it anymore. So it has to be addressed. And um, as we do that, the first thing that needs to be addressed is individually. You know that stay home message. Mm-hmm. That was like check in what's going on inside like are you comfortable with yourself (laughs) like Mm -hmm. are you good with yourself and most of us aren't most of us have stuff that doesn't feel good it's bad it's our experience so what do we do right how can we be in a relationship and how can it be calm and connected if we ourselves are feeling you know activated By the way, I say activated instead of triggered. I switched those two words because it it really is the same thing. Um, So.
0: No, I like that. I like activated. I really do because I I say triggered and I don't like using the word triggered. So I do like activated. But, man, you, you, you keyed in on some really good points right there. And especially coming through COVID, right? And me being incarcerated for so many years, I got to watch individuals transition, right? You know, from societal norm to prison norm. And it's a very, very hard transition, especially for somebody that's never been in that life. And they just did one egregious act and they find themselves thrown in a gladiator school and they have no idea what to do. So watching these transitions, you know, it's, it's hard because what you said is very, very key. And that is dealing with your thoughts and your emotions. And when you're out here in society, you can you can establish a routine that um, allows you to hide from that, you know, and you never have to face those until you're in a position, you're forced into a position where now that occurs and and As we get older and more experienced, we start understanding that life is going to put the brakes on you at some point, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think the, at the rate that we're going globally, you know, this, this is just what occurred and yeah, divorce rates went up, suicide rates went up, drug addictions went up, Um, you know, so, so many things escalated because people just didn't know how to deal with this new way of life of being secluded and alone with your, your thoughts essentially
1: yeah absolutely exactly you hit it and those increased rates in all those areas are the mm, protection mechanisms that's how we protect ourselves from the pain of what has been activated, the pain from what has happened, you know, you go into addiction. Addiction really is just a way to self-medicate as well. And um, one of my teachers and mentors I, that I follow and study and, and read, um, his name is Gabor Mate. He's a doctor who works with people with addiction specifically. And he says, you know, don't ask why the addiction ask why the pain like what's the pain that's going on underneath there right like what's the trauma that is underneath and the addiction then comes doesn't matter what it is alcohol drugs sex whatever that is right like that is a mechanism of soothing something that is painful right so with what what we're seeing right now and especially in the adult population which we're later going to see in the children population because they're going to grow up with a certain type of trauma from the last couple of years right um we can talk about that too if you have kids what you can do with them right now because it's really pivotal time but in the adult population people are activated and it's stuff that you you didn't even know was there because all of a sudden we were faced with nothing but us. Now, not to mention how many people were in situations that were incredibly abusive and just not having a chance to go out <laughs> and to go to the safe haven, so to say, like within the home even that's insane like what what is happening right like that's all stuff that's brought up to the surface um and i mean you mentioned you know incarceration and prison and stuff and it's like that whole system and i have never been to prison in full transparency but like to me that whole system is so messed up in a way that it re-traumatizes like Mm -hmm. You are left alone in all the trauma without any tools. Again, not why the crime? Why the pain? What happened to that human to make them act in the way that they did or whatever happened? You know, it's kind of like viewed from such a like, let's make you wrong for your action. Yeah, but why the action? What happened? There is no evaluation there. Which brings me to even the school system, another system that's messed up. Behavioral kids. What are you talking about? It's just the kid. It's acting out. Why? You know, which brings this whole conversation to like the core of it. It all, it's all mirroring from lived experience. And isn't this the time to really be diving into that?
0: man i'm i'm telling you and you and you're so spot on and i'm and i'm so glad i mean you're a godsend because you're you're mimicking everything that i i say on the show you know and and i have i have zero uh schooling in this like i've taken no classes i haven't you know this is just my experience of of just being my analytical self that i've always been since a child I've always since a child I've always been in a situation in a position to where I always had to be aware of my surroundings know the temperament of people around me and how to maneuver and and, and interact with those people through their many many emotional states right mm-hmm. so w- within that it gave me the skill set of of quickly being able to pick up on somebody's emotions and what state of being they're in at that time and, and this is what I would do. Sometimes I would sit in prison and I would sit up on the top rail in my chair and I would just watch people. I would watch people and just how thoughtless they were as they just moved about their day, you know. Um, and within that, right, what, what ends up, I kind of lost my train of thought of where I was going.
1: Well, I want to say something because this totally inspired some some thoughts for me. Go. um, Which is you said watching people and how thoughtless they were. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm a body expert, so I work through the human body. So reading people's body is like my skill, like my gift. It's what I do really well. So like if somebody comes to me and they're like, "This is what's hurting," I can very easily follow the trend to find out what emotionally energetically is happening but the reason why i say that is because i don't want to say most but a lot of human bodies are walking around completely unconscious
0: yes they and are
1: actually people like yourself what you just said and i've had a similar experience when i was growing up always having to feel out the situation before I'm going to say or do anything because then I was in trouble or I would get hurt or whatever. Um, People who have grown up with that kind of situation, we have a little bit more of the ability to perceive outside of us. Sometimes it's harder to connect with our own bodies. And sometimes on another hand, it can lead to us wanting to kind of numb out because we're feeling too much and we're picking up a lot of other people's stuff and not knowing what to do with it because we weren't taught like no one taught me how to process my emotion that I'm seeing my alcoholic father who's not there and I just have to like do whatever I need to do not to whatever be in the way but that has conditioned you to be able to perceive now what's happening and what I noticed this is my own personal theory by the way but um so many human bodies, like right now, are activated, and some of them are leaving. Meaning, you see what happened like a mass whatever caused people going away. Yeah, <laughs> some bodies Just a mass
0: exodus. Yeah,
1: exactly. Some bodies are not capable of healing and grounding spiritually because. What our bodies are here to do. The only reason why we have these human bodies is to express this powerful sourceful energy that we have access to. The reason why you know you have access to it is because you're breathing. That's that's how you know you're connected to something that's bigger, whatever you want to call it, a bit of a spiritual tangent here. But like, if you're breathing, if you have that breath, there's something that is a force that is guiding you. That's not nothing. And the reason why you have a human vessel, your body, without even having to know exactly how it works, it works, the reason why it's here for you is so that you can express that sourceful energy. And the reason why you're unique and I'm unique is in the expression. Mm-hmm. We're not unique because we have a body that's different looking. That's not what makes us unique.
0: Amen. What it is is the
1: expression that comes through. And, and you know, it, it's powerful in that way. And when you take a minute, and I love that, people watching is my favorite too. I have not done it in prison, but I've done it like everywhere else I go. Um, just to notice, yeah, how people move through their walk through, you
0: know, yeah, that's fascinating to me also. So, you know, and, and, and again, this is, this is my message, right? Is, is after watching people so long and I'm a nature watcher as well, you know, you can, you can see the, the, the correlation between the two, right? And, and then when you sit there and you say like, the only thing that, that differs us from the animal kingdom is thought, right? Mm-hmm. So, if if you eliminate thought, if you take thought out of the process, then we're just acting like animals, which is instinctive, uh, working off just whatever emotion fires off those those cells in that moment, and then we we react, you know, and this is how we get into the issues that we get into, right, without even realizing that we're into them. So, what are some of the keys to starting a toxic relationship like where does a beautiful harmonious relationship begin to go toxic at
1: Mm, that's a good question I guess I guess what comes to mind to say about that and there's many different things but what I will say is how conscious and how present are the people in the relationship What is that relationship really built on? Um, You know, are we connecting with people because we are present with who they are and who we are, or are we connecting with people and staying in relationships because we feel that they're fulfilling a need? Because for as long as we think that they're fulfilling a need, eventually we'll be toxic. Because no other person is responsible for your needs.
0: Mm. Just I'll like no
1: other so. person is responsible, you are not responsible for their needs. What we are responsible for is to be present with each other and to listen and to understand and to communicate. And as long as these are, we're capable of doing that in a relationship relationships will shift but what happens when toxicity let's say abuse and all all types of but let's say something maybe it's just verbal or emotional so we're not talking about the biggest ways of hurting each other but even just like a situation where I say something because I don't feel good and Mm. I come at my partner and I'm like you didn't do this this and this and this and this and this and that And then he's like, "Well, you and then the back and forth sounds like uh, a fight. When that happens in a relationship, we've gone too far. So ideally, to start repairing that or removing that both people will both people have to be willing because if one is willing to do the work, and the other one is still activated, it could work but it's more difficult both people have to be willing to like stand back and notice awareness is key. That's where we start. We have to become aware of what just happened and agree that that was an ideal.
0: Do you think, do you think that, do you think that relationships are under attack? Meaning um, just in today's society. And do you think that, the way that society is going, that it is making uh, division, and it's bringing division within the homes intentionally. I guess is what I'm trying to ask.
1: Okay, so I like your questions because they're not. We have not premeditated these. <laughs> no, no, right no there. this
0: is this is the show. My show is off the dome. We just go. Out you of. know, this is this is complete discussions. You know
1: is society creating a separation in the relationship? And I'm thinking about my relationship. I've been in many toxic situations. Right now, it's not a toxic situation because we're both working on it. But is society creating a division?
0: I can elaborate on that question a little bit more if you need me to. Okay, so, so what I mean is this. So knowing that as us as humans, right, we we um, we're not thinkers first by most unless we've become conscious individuals. But as we've already established, for the most part, the mass majority of people are not conscious thinkers. We're reactive people. And in designing countries and in designing governments and systems. Right. We know that division is key. We can't have a country united just in in any advance so we have to keep people united in order to control population so with with all of that being said right i mean there there's psychology behind this right and knowing that people are reactive by mass are there instruments out there in society to keep us in an emotional state constantly and feeling uh and feeling, you know, impoverished, and feeling oppressed, and feeling like we can't get ahead, that will turn that golden relationship that we thought we had into a toxic one without even realizing that we've gotten there.
1: So I do understand the question even better now, and of course, it's the fucked up society we live in. It's Mm -hmm. been like that. Do I think it's still happening? Absolutely. Do I feel like it can change, yes, absolutely, because I feel like more people are starting to see this. So how are they keeping us separated and divided? Is by fear-inducing, fear-mongering information. You know, it's it's creating this division between, you know, fear for survival and provision for your family. And so that will anytime there's fear of survival. People lose their intelligence. I'll tell you why, and I'm going to elaborate on this a little bit. Here's the thing about emotional intelligence. If I'm living in my fear, if I'm presented with something that has brought up the fear, and now when I say that, fear is actually one of the first emotions that is learned. So we're talking about as you entered the world is when that was learned and embodied. So something happens today and and triggers fear for me. I'm reduced to an emotional intelligence of a newborn. And then what was my environment around that time? Did I even experience safety? And if I didn't, that's where you're at. So anything that comes at you, you're going to react to because you don't have the capacity to actually process with your intellect what's in front of you today to move it through your system like the human system and to be like, okay, well, that's happening. I understand what what that's bringing up for me. What do I need to do? So it's this like mind, body, all the way to the core of your body up towards your mind and your brain again. But if you weren't taught that process, you're stuck in the fear emotion. And then anything from there is just reactivated aggression reactivated ways of um protecting yourself any any kind of ways that you have learned in your lifetime to um keep safe that's what's activated so think of that in a relationship with two human beings like two people they're both in their fear they're activated both of them don't have any way of doing that they're clashing and all that clash is being downloaded onto their children if they have them in, and if they're witnessing this whole situation. And and that's a cycle. And that's a sickness. That's what needs healing because it doesn't have to be this way.
0: My God, Petya, you are spot on for real, man. And and the thing of it is is that uh, that's that's my experience. And I never even thought of it that way, really, honestly, because because situations are, are 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 taking me back to my childhood right which there was even though that the, the individuals around me thought that they were providing me security i didn't feel that way and and the thing of it was and is is that yeah because when when i get into a situation where i i uh I guess regress back into my childhood like that i become severely severely angry and and very protective of that child right because now i'm a man and 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 and, and the thing of it is is that i had to go to prison and escape reality escape society to understand really who i was and what i was capable of doing as as a person and I didn't have to be scared anymore, and when that when that opened up I, like everything came out, and I was unstoppable from that moment and then and then like a like a baby snake just learning about his venom, I had to reel it back in and control it, but as much as I can, but now it again, I know that it's there, right, and me knowing that it's there, I will never let anybody hurt that little child again, you know what I mean? So in any attempts when I, like you say, man, when I regress back into that state, I become a a raging tiger for real, you know? So how do, how do, okay, because let me think, when I'm in that situation, right, I'm, I'm almost uncontrollable, like I, I'm out of control. So how does the other person, gain control of that situation how does that situation simmer down when it's at that point
1: Mm -hmm. good question so there's a couple of things to that one is boundaries which are pre-established so it's in your in your relationship if that is something that comes up now the other point is that hopefully the other person is not um what's the word like (laughs) Uh, not actively, intentionally <laughs> and intentionally trying to like poke the, the tiger, right? Uh. Because if they are, then then that's a whole different case. You have to be aware of that and you can remove yourself before that state occurs. But if something happens, it's a little bit outside of everyone's ability or control in the moment and you enter into that state which is a dysregulated nervous system Mm. that's all it is remember you're a human being and you have systems working within you at all times and when that emotion takes over it's a dysregulation of that nervous system that's all it is and so there are tools to be learned and and gathered for you to learn to deal with that state but if it happens in this other person you're in a relationship in notices that, they set a boundary and it's like, okay, we are going to reconvene when this state has passed. It's your responsibility to work on that state for yourself. Awareness is number one. This is the process I teach. Awareness, acceptance, and action. Awareness,
0: given- acceptance, and then action. Action.
1: Action. So I'm aware that I am extremely angry right now. Something happened. I could feel it. I can't even be quiet. I say to my family, like my loud voice is about to come out. I'm European. I get really loud. (laughs) And that's our cue. And that's my way of saying I'm entering a state where I'm aware of it, but I may not be able to control it in the moment. And then I'm aware of it. I take my time. I move. I go to the bathroom or outside, wherever I can, I move myself out of the space that I'm not going to be putting my emotions and my energy onto the people I love, because I don't want to do that. I just know I'm angry myself. I don't want to put it onto anyone else. Now that takes a lot of emotional awareness to be able to do that. But that's how it works. I know I'm in the state, I'm going to move myself. That's my awareness piece. Then the acceptance is where I get to be like, okay, I know this feeling very well. Maybe I know what triggered it. Maybe I don't, but I know the feeling. I'm going to sit with this right now. And this is where that inner child thing becomes, a, you know, the, the presence. How can I meet myself? If no one ever did it for me before, this is where I'm learning my skills. I know what I need. What do I need right now? What happened? is there something that needs to be processed why do i feel this way again this is my go to this is my default i just get really angry no matter what okay well that's my default state okay i get it i'm going to understand this acceptance is that i'm going to accept myself in this moment and at the same time i'm going to be with this feeling i'm going to embrace this feeling like a little child you put it on you know on your on your knee and you're like hey you're very angry and you have the right to be and you get the you get yourself to a place where it's accepted to be that way because the reason why it's so big is because it was never allowed you were Mm. probably never allowed to express anger and so when you're not allowed to express it it becomes a very big monster if you're allowed to express it as a child it might be a small monster like i'm so angry at this and now i'm okay because it's expressed somebody witnessed me but when we do this work as adults, no one witnessed you and you weren't allowed. So now you have to be the, both the parent and the child. And this mm-hmm. is where a lot of my work with my clients happens, is how do we reparent ourselves? How do we regulate our own emotional space? How do we regulate that nervous system to a place of calmer? Not that you could never feel anger again. That's impossible. No, feel the anger, but know how to deal with it. And then the next step of this whole thing is action. You see how everything is about you. No one else is involved here, even though we're talking about a relationship, right? The third step of action is really about coming back and being able to express yourself, to communicate, to set a boundary. And sometimes the action is you need a nap. Mm. Take a fucking break. (laughs) If you're going through the big things, don't try to push it so quickly. Just take a break go right. for a walk. You know, and and something. that and that's
0: essential. That is essential what you said. And and again, that's something that I I practice and I I didn't want to mean to cut you off right there, but I I just want people to understand and know that we have to take a break. And what taking a break means is not substituting one thing for another, but stopping everything, right? Get a, put your phone down, turn the TV off, Go sit in a closet if you have to for 15 minutes or your car and just let things process. Let your mind work through things. Ask yourself questions. Talk to yourself. Yell at yourself if that's what you want to do. But you have to let these things process, right?
1: And this is where I'll just mention this. Sometimes where I found in my therapy days is where talk therapy and counseling fails us a little bit. Because what happens is most people in this process I just shared, we're aware of the emotion and then we jump to action. You can't do that. You have to process. You have to meet that inner child. If that's a new terminology, it's really just the feeling you feel. You have to get to know that feeling, that understanding of how I know this. Why is it showing up? When does it show up to get to know it like another person? The anger is part of me. I've learned it. I want to know how I want to know what it, it needs. And when we do some counseling and therapy and especially as couples and in relationships, because that's what we're talking about, we go to a session and they're like, okay, tell us the problem. And then the, the wife is like, blah, blah, he's never, and then he's like, well, mm-mm, she's always nagging at me. And, blah, blah, blah. and right. that happens for like an hour. And they're like, the therapist is like, mm-hmm. okay. And how's that feel? Mm-hmm. And how's that working? Yeah, but after an hour of that, that didn't help. No one has any tools to go home with and deal with. So that piece of understanding individually what is happening is missing. Because the only way we can help our relationships is to get to know ourselves. Because relationships are only a mirror. Like two humans going back and forth, that is mirroring. Mirroring what what we know. And it's interesting, I say in my relationship now, I don't consider it to be toxic. Like literally, my husband will not even let me be codependent. Because sometimes I'll get there, I'll be like, I just want him to do bend over backwards and make me feel better because I don't feel good today. And he'll say like, your feelings are not my problem. Do you need a minute? And that sometimes would make me want to like, but he's right. Now see <laughs> the, what, that.
0: Yeah, that would get my head cut off.
1: It's like instantly your feelings but he says it with the most like kindness it's like your feelings are not my problem do you need a minute do you want to go somewhere and take a take like out i got this like do you want to go and sometimes like can you just bend over backwards for me and he be like no i'm sorry <laughs> like, <laughs> but we have we have these we obviously have this um ability to do that like right away that's without the other person knowing what they're doing and he'll pull my own he knows what I do so he'll pull my own tools on me and I'll be like no you can't do that I'm mad you should be like going over and backwards for me to feel happy Mm -hmm. but it's not his job (laughs) and I get that
0: so let me ask you right because you 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 said a lot of things going back about being open and expressive and things and um for my guys out there right because I see there's an attack on men right and and the bravado of men and there's there's a an extreme shortage of real true men out there you know and us real men we've always lived under the moniker like man talk about feelings what are you talking about there's work to be done there's things to be done you know we don't have time for feelings so Uh, In the sense, uh, guys that are coming out of prison, that's done 20 and 30 years in that type of environment, right? How, how, How do they even begin? Like, how do they even reckon within that this is something that needs to be shared? It doesn't make you any less of a man to express how you feel so people have a proper understanding of what's going on with you right? But how do we do that in a bravado way without feeling any less than?
1: Mm, Great question. And I mean, that could be a whole other episode, because (laughs) um, there are too many cultural, societal norms that need to be crushed and just smashed to the ground. Because um, that whole idea of men being you know the hard non-feeling ones is complete bullshit (laughs) because if we reduce it back again to a child I mean I hope that this is changing and we're not telling boys not to cry and that girls blah 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 like that's stupid shit like it doesn't it doesn't matter but like we're talking about now so someone who has already Harden the shell around themselves, let's say, you know, because you've had to, because it's how things happened. How do you even begin to allow yourself to express? I will say the first maybe step is allowing yourself to feel, mm-hmm. allowing yourself to actually name some feelings. And very often, and again, I'm married to a man and he's not like overly soft in his feeling ways. He's, I think, had to learn over the years because of how, how this whole thing is. But in general, the way that you want to be with yourself is by just asking very simple, simple questions of how does this feel? I'm not saying and and often people say, Oh, feeling emotional equals crying. Men don't do that. Hmm. No, that is not at all what this means. What it really means is just how do I feel about that. And if this is a hard question to ask yourself, there's your answer. Sit with that. Are Hmm. there even any words? What is it that I feel? nothing um, i'm good i'm fine and sometimes even google like what are some feeling words so that the vocabulary can expand because i'll give you an example this is literally what's happening in my family my husband has a daughter that is not my birth child she was from a previous relationship she's a teenager and we've been together for over 10 years so she just moved in with our side of the family as a teenager and this is what we're going through is the having to name and 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 feel the feelings because his go-to would be hey you okay like you know you can trust me you can come to me with anything like I'm here for you okay but she doesn't care about that she Mm -hmm. wants to know you right she wants to know you she wants you to be like Hey, you know, like, this was feeling agitating today, whatever. And then when it comes down to like the deeper stuff of like, I know you're angry with me. You must have been because I wasn't there. I didn't, you know, and so the communication there is different, but he could not do that if he didn't allow himself to be like, this is going to be uncomfortable. So what if I allow myself to feel that? Right. Like if what if I'm not the hard like I got this part of me because women have that, too. But I think there's a societal pressure and especially men who've been in prison like you're supposed to be hard. You, you can't, can't be soft. Like, are you kidding me? That's not how it goes. Like you have a certain persona and it's like, well, yeah, but what is it going to take for you to actually allow yourself to not drop that? Because in certain cases you can't you need it. But what is it gonna allow yourself to actually face you and to be like, can I feel my feelings, you know? And hey, let me just say, this is not easy work. I think we started with that. This shit gets deep, like quite deep. So having support and maybe getting, you know, you can't like get a friend and then go for coffee like that's That's not how it works, but I'm sure that there could be someone in your life and maybe it is a relationship that, you know, there is a space for you to come into and allow yourself to explore. And if it's a a heterosexual experience or maybe even um, it doesn't have to be, but when there's another person in relationship, that space can be created. The reason why toxicity comes in is because both people are still hurt and they can heal together and they can heal toxicity, but toxic relationships to bring it right back really is just people are still hurting. And when they're relating with each other, when they're mirroring to each other, they're bringing up their own trauma. And if they don't know the skills, they don't have the tools to actually work through that just continues in cycles and circles that's
0: all does that make sense no i mean you're, you're spot on and 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 ag- again about the, the the whole prison thing as well because again yeah we have to carry that that hard bravado right like when i went through my transition I, i've shared it on on several episodes i'll share it with you here shortly um because there's there's a a, a question here from Mateus. I, I want to ask you he he he's having an issue so i want to run this by you real quick but my transition right was exactly what you said i had to um i had to break myself down completely 100% you know i went in my cell i threw up because nobody could see me do that you know what i mean i had to i had to go in i had to throw my towel up over the door i had to tell my cellies man i need a moment in the cell blah 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 i had just came from visitation with my daughter you know, and and this was about five years in and I left my daughter at six months old, you know. So watching her crow up in a visitation room, you know, for two, three hours a time, once a month, it was wearing on me, you know, and I would just I had a lengthy sentence. I was just five years in and that transition was just starting to, to happen. I'm watching people that I loved just starting to fall off little by little until there was nobody left, you know, but my my dad and my two moms, you know, and and my daughter. And and my daughter was my rock. And and it, it just I guess maybe call it maturity or whatever happened. But I just started to to hate myself for what I've put these people through and what I'm putting them through and what I'm going to put them through for many years to come. And I went back to my cell and I threw the towel up. And I mean, I literally, I I let myself have it. I, I, I beat myself physically. I was hitting myself. I'm calling myself all the truths that I've been running from my whole life. You are a liar. You are a manipulator. You are this. You have done this. You were this. And I just let all of that out, you know, and from that point, it allowed me. Like from that point, I didn't care what anybody thought anymore. It felt so good to get that out of me because it was controlling me. It was it was just controlling my life. And I hated where my life was at. I was in the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of society, you know, and that's not where I wanted to be. So um, it, I'll give you some comments on that if you would like, and then I'll, I'll read what Mateus has.
1: Well, thank you for sharing that. And what it reminds me of is you faced all the things that were put on, right? And that is part of the acceptance piece because that is not who you are. Those are circumstances. That is circumstantially what happened. But the truth of who you are is not that. And you finding yourself in that cell in that moment facing a person that you literally would give your life for who mirrored that for you allowed you to have that moment and that is the healing that I was talking about and that is eventually because when you heal from within you can come and and have these conversations because she experienced some some hurt as well because of that right everybody does but so you coming to understanding about that and owning that without feeling like you have to defend it anymore because that takes so much energy you know like knowing that there's something in there and having to defend that too much energy like it's not serving you but coming and saying based on our experience and based on how you've experienced me i know you have these deep feelings because you you must they have to be there and listen i have them too and i'm working through them and i'm angry with myself and i can't stand myself and all these other things that possibly she's feeling too but maybe not saying yet or or however maybe she is in ways that are coming out of her like in her own way literally pointing that out and putting words to it and having that connection is what heals Mm. that's the healing part and maybe at first maybe they're not open to it right like maybe she won't want to have it like shut up like go away like you know teenage time that might not be the the exact case but that doesn't mean that you need to stop right because it's like hey those are feelings I'm working through and I want to share this with you I want to share myself with you because that is intimacy that goes with your daughter or with a partner this is who I am. And I'm not ashamed of it anymore, or I'm working through it, but that's how it looks. And before you can have that conversation with someone else, it's that acceptance piece in the washroom or in the mirror, right? It's like, I'm gonna figure out, I'm gonna learn that the feelings are not who I am. I'm just experiencing that. That shame I have towards myself and the things I've done, that's not who I am truly. That's an experience I'm having based on a circumstance. And so we have to start to separate that because then you come back to that essence that I was talking about earlier. It's pure. It's for everybody. We're not born faulty. No one's born faulty. Like, you didn't come here because something's wrong with you and then you ended up in jail. That's not how it works.
0: No. No, you're absolutely correct. I mean, everything all the bad that we display was instilled in us. We weren't born with it, you know, and, and man, what a, what a conversation. So I guess to, to sum it up, right. Because I want to ask another question, but that's going to be a whole nother discussion. I'm going to have to bring you back in because I really want to get into not only toxic relationships between spouses, but toxic relationships that we may have with our children, you know, but sticking with the spouses, Right. If, if, if you're in a toxic situation and you recognize you're in a toxic situation how do you mend that I, I know we've talked some about the consciousness and understanding but when do you know that it can't be mended and it's just time to part ways
1: I, I wish you didn't ask me that question <laughs> um, sometimes when you know you know and sometimes when you feel like it's time and you just are gonna give it one more try and just see how it goes it's probably time and sometimes when you feel like Mm -hmm. you know what i can do better here then maybe there's more to be done Mm if you find yourself in a situation that is constantly painful. Now, if you're the one constantly causing the pain, right? Because we could be honest with ourselves on that. Am I the one that's always trying to, and being the active trigger? Um, Then sometimes relationships, what has to happen is depending on this is all this is why i wish you didn't ask me because it's not it's not the same for everybody it has to be evaluated on certain you know individual basis but if you've tried everything and you feel like it hasn't worked some conscious time apart from the situation removing yourself from that toxic situation has to happen for my female clients i actually recommend like remove yourself sooner rather than later I don't want you sitting in a toxic situation until you figure it out. No, you can go and, and work on the whole situation for yourself first. And then if that's meant to be, it's not going to go anywhere. Right? Like, it's not going to go anywhere. If it's going, if it went quickly, it wasn't meant to be.
0: You know how I learned that? What, what you're describing right now? I learned from the game of chess. Right? How to remove myself from any situation because of pressure and because of emotion. So when two individuals are playing chess, right, you're in the game, you're in the mix, right, you're in the emotional state. You're constantly trying to outmaneuver your opponent. Your your thought process is constantly in defending your your domain, and you make a, many mistakes, right. It's when I'm standing on the side and I'm not in the game, right? And I don't have that pressure and I don't have those emotions. Am I able to see all the moves, right? And I can see their mistakes as they're making them. And, and again, in my analytical self, I take that and I apply it to life. I mean, how applicable is this if I remove myself like this from every situation and look at it from a third person's view, yeah. you know and i'm 90 percent there
1: yeah i mean there's that other piece and a lot of us tend to do it's like the removing myself but it's because i'm running away and i don't want to actually face the thing so there is also a fine line right like it it has to be sort of examined on an individual basis but if if you're consciously doing the work mm-hmm. and the pain is still there and happening then perhaps the space between is necessary. But if every time something comes up, and there is a trigger, and you just want to book it because you don't want to be there for it, then that's different.
0: Well, it, it all what it all boils down to, right, is, is just like you you say, and, and my whole premise of the show is, is honesty of self, right? Just be 100% honest with yourself. If you want to go out in the world and lie, listen, I understand. I, I do. You know, sometimes you have to deceive to get ahead, however you've designed your life. But what I do ask is be conscious of self and knowing that you are lying, that you're not being honest. And why just don't do it just to do it unconsciously, as we've dis, you know, discussed earlier, just being one of these bodies bouncing around off the walls, reacting to everything. Know every move. Every move that you make should be a conscious choice of why you're doing that. You know.
1: And um, maybe what I'll say here is just to kind of bring it back around. A great place to start every single time is your own body like your own way of just being present and finding out what it is that's going on for me. Like, that's the way to know what is happening. Um, I actually have some, some tools I can share. I have a a body scan that I usually share. No,
0: please. I want you to spend the last couple of minutes, any plugs that you have, any foundations that you support anything. This is, this is your time to, to put them on.
1: Yeah, definitely. So if people go to my website It's just petyahjames.com. There is a body scan. It's a free download It kind of gets you to go through a little, you know, it's an audio. You hear my voice. I'll guide you through it. It kind of tells you where is your body storing things. And it's a really good way to ground yourself to just kind of feel what's going on. And, And the whole premise of that body scan is to recognize what relationships are kind of like causing you to feel tension or pain or just. Where are you storing some of that stress? So that's a really good sort of resource to get started with. I also do um, free masterclasses every couple weeks. And, and this kind of leads to, you know, the, the longer time that I work with people. But these sessions are about communicating because a lot of people want help improving their communication, whether that's in relationship with a partner or with your kids, actually, the one with the kids is coming up next week. Um, And that's where I, again, I break it down on what does it take to have that effective conversation? It really is about you. It's that self connection. It's that honesty with self and how to process what it is that you want to say so that it comes out like the way you want to say it, not just spewing things out because that's not helpful either um, to do. So that's a really good way to kind of get started into certain body oriented sort of that trauma-informed space um you also asked about an organization and i wish i have that pulled up before let me see if i can find it be- before the show
0: oh no, um, yeah take your time and, and while you look for that I, I just want to say you know how how miss petya and i got together you know i put a, a post on facebook and a couple of the trauma groups um you know just asking for a therapist to come on the show to have this discussion and this was going on for weeks you know i'm i'm asking for weeks and then finally you know miss petya she she liked my comment and and asked <laughs> asked if uh, you know if if i was still interested in this and so yes i sent her a message and then um and then we just clicked from there so this discussion that you s- saw evolve is like I don't know this lady. She's in a completely different country, and this is really the first time that we've essentially discussed, and that we had a, a fifteen-minute talk the other day just to to feel each other out. But all of this is off the dome. And and the point of me bringing that is, like y'all can do this too. You know what I mean? It's it's just that simple. It's just as simple to have a conversation of feelings about what's going on in your environment. And just being honest. Yes, this is a toxic relationship. I do want to fix it. I do still love you. I am dependent on you. How do we fix these things? However, but it's just about it's just about discussing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But first and foremost, please control your emotions. Too many women are being beat. Men are being beat. People are being killed. Like, just control your emotions to the point to where... If you feel yourself rising to the point to where you feel like you're going to snap, just leave, walk away, get away, no matter what. Just, you know what? I'm out of here and leave because nothing is is worth losing the little bit of freedom that you have. Trust me, do not go to prison, do not go to jail, do not alter your life for a moment of emotion and probably misunderstanding at that
1: exactly i just want to say too um i don't think there are bad people
0: Mm. amen
1: people are innately not bad what we've learned and how we've been conditioned is bad how our systems are treating us is bad um, so if, if someone's interested to in this conversation and already listening, my, my guess is that they are on a willing healing path. So absolutely don't beat your women because there's something that aggravates you because it is within you while you're aggravated. Even if it's her who said something or her who did something, it's still your shit to deal with. So uh, again, to reconfirm that message is. Find ways to just feel through that. Um, what I'm sharing there with you is a link, Compassionate Prison Project. It's something I was introduced to recently. Her name is Fritzi Horseman. Have you heard? No. So check it out. She um, goes into prisons and she does these um, circles with, you know, men in prison, and it's all around trauma. And it's just fascinating to see them share about themselves and how it really it really everything boils down to how they were brought up you know their childhood what they witnessed and i want to honor that because it, it is all of us have this experience that no one else knows nothing knows nothing about and we're now living in a world where that aggression is not okay being taken out another person so I hope that this is going to, you know, the movement, you know, that people are into is going to continue to change the ways that systems are like where my work, where I'm feeling called is into the schools. So I'm not necessarily working with, you know, um, the prison system, but I definitely feel like it is not trauma sensitive. It is not informed and it should be. It really needs to be. And there are people doing the work to make sure that that happens for me i want to see that in the educational system because little kids they don't have to go to school and be told that they're bad or behavioral when there's something going on that that's the case so we're conditioning them from an early time from an early time to know that hey nothing wrong with you you're experiencing things and even in the schools, teachers may know nothing about what the, the, the home situation is like, right? And so, how can we train people to actually be able to detect that quickly?
0: And well, then the
1: other part of I, sorry, to, no, no, the other ahead. part of where where I'm very much connected to is the parents. Like, figure it out quickly, especially if you're raising kids, because they're not going anywhere, and we need to stop that perpetual transfer of trauma and hurt um so it's gonna take a minute i know but
0: (laughs) i'm here for it it, it, well it all starts with self i mean it it it, yes it's going to take many generations to 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 overcome this harm that we've done to our children in our society but we can start today just by being your best self going out making sure you're not arguing in front of your children making sure you're not saying stupid shit in front of your children and making sure that your children are getting the proper education to to conform in society in a proper manner, you know? Um, ah, there was something I wanted to say to your first point. Uh, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I definitely want to reconnect with you. Oh, so if you run across any um, youth that are just starting to become, you know, uh bad or or whatever. Please, yeah, turn them on to my channel. Um you're always welcome to to connect with me always and any Happy. insight, yeah, any insight that I can give you on anything, I'm um, here. I do want to say this. Um I slipped my mind again, man. I'm tired. It's been a long long week for me. But with as 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 the children, it's it's imperative that one we listen to them, we understand their feelings, and we stop minimizing their their problems because we have big big boy problems and we have big world problems and we don't, you know, go go sit down kid and come talk to me when you have some real problems. We have to you know just take some time with our children, and and hear them out so. Um, I I do ask because I did not get to Mateus and he has some, uh, I guess, a situation that he's in. If you could, like when sometime, just go into the comments and and read through what he's got going on and maybe just drop him some advice on what he should do with his relationship. But I did want to read it out, but he, he put a book, so I'm not going to do that.
1: All right. Well, yeah, sounds good. And I'm I'm mostly active on Facebook right now. Um, so, so yeah, people can connect with me on there too. And like I said, I have some free resources. That's like the way, the way that I feel things, things are moving is just willingness is one. So if you're willing to change and, and upgrade your situation, then you can, um, and there are many resources. So just the fact that whoever's listening is hearing this, there's, there's a good chance that they're on a path, especially if you're, you know, if they're watching this channel. So.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Well, Ms. Petia, thank you for your time. It was such a great discussion. Um. Just keep up, keep up the good work. You know what? What can we do? We just have to keep pushing through, and just try to reach one person at a time, and 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 that's all we can do. You know. But I, I always reaffirm. It always starts with self. Make sure that you are what you're telling other people to be. You yeah, know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. Be well, the example. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure.
0: Yes, ma'am. You take care of yourself, okay? You
1: too. Take care. Bye. Yeah,
0: thank you. Bye. So, yep, that's it. That's Miss that's Petya. Um, Mateus, I did not get to read your comment because it was so lengthy and I, I didn't want to cut the discussion, but she is going to go into the comments um, and read what you have and make some suggestions for you. So,. Uh, that that is what um, what I did. So those are the key elements. You know, those those are the issues dealing with a toxic relationship that we have to understand that one, recognizing that it has become toxic in some sense and recognizing what brought that toxicity on and my part in it there's no question, you know, that, that, um, I do lose my temper. I I do lose my patience. Um, I I become very high anxiety dealing with some of the things that I've, I've dealt with. And, uh, it does get hard on me to, to control that. It it gets hard on me to recognize that I'm losing control. And usually by the time I, I, I recognize that, the situation is is out of control, you know, and I have to do better at recognizing my fault in creating this type of environment. And that's just what we have to do. And we have to be able to communicate with one another and share our feelings. And I don't want to say put the bravado down, but just loosen it up a little bit. You know, don't be so, so hard that you're 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 unapproachable, you know inconceivable or you know uh, anything along those lines because you what, what ends up happening is you 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 create that toxicity you you and it, and this is something that takes time it's not It's not like the relationship goes from uh, smooth sailing to toxic overnight this is a buildup and 99% of the time you don't even realize you're in a toxic relationship until you're in one, you know, and the the devastation that's already occurred on the children going up to that point has already occurred. So life has been altered, you know, and we just have to understand that be culpable for our mistakes and our actions and just be better. I have to be better. We all have to be better. So um thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for the comments. As always, Miss Bella, thank you for tuning in. You're my you're my number one my number one subscriber, my number one fan. So I do appreciate it, but um that's it, man. We just got to be better, do better and just and just be honest with self. It it has to start there. Just be honest with yourself. Was I being manipulative? I knew I was being shysty. I knew that I was whatever. Just be honest, and if you know that you are part of the problem, fix it. If the other person's not willing to meet you or fix their issues after you've exposed them to it or enlightened them of it, then I think that's the time that, you know, Ms. Petty and I had discussed that that's the time where you have to separate and then get a full understanding of the game from outside of the game take what I'm saying so that's all I got man I hope you enjoyed'm um, I'm, I'm trying to bring you the best that I can I can get and the most informative so until the next time I do have uh three individual inmates that I will be running consecutively um, that is coming up on the 14th starting at 10:30 a.m. eastern time so uh, it's an hour apiece with these individuals we're going to be talking about the corruption up in Michigan that i've been following um and these are inmates that are currently incarcerated so you'll be able to hear their messages their words so tune in for that one again thank you guys i'm um, appreciate it much love going out to society and all human beings If you need a hug, man, just hug yourself and just know that that love is there within you. And that's all you need. Get yourself out of the situation that you're in and know your worth. Know that you're better than what you're being treated. So until the next time, man, peace.